talkers. This is Modern Talk. Uh, I'm on a new uh, microphone right now, and it's pretty cool. Um, I don't have everything I need to make it look set up right, but uh, you know that's that's the way life goes. And I think I'm addicted to to buying microphones. I don't know why. It's really weird, but I guess it's you don't you don't choose what you get addicted to. So I'm addicted to buying microphones that I probably won't use. But uh, yeah, um, I wanted to update you a little bit on FX uh, because in the first podcast I talked about FX very uh, maybe over extensively, people might say. But um, I started watching Louie on Netflix, and I finished in like two weeks all six seasons. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't even like begin to to tell you how much I love it but at the same time I don't really recommend date recommend it recommend it I don't recommend it <laughs> to to very many people because it's such a specific taste you would I don't even know there's maybe one or two people in my life that I know my that I that I would recommend it to, but it is very, is very different. So, and I wanted to apologize for um, only getting uh, one, one in last month, one podcast in. It's just kind of been crazy, which is no excuse. But uh, kind of brings me to my next point that uh, everything, everything kind of balances out because. You got the bonus episode with Sammy last month, and uh, and then this one, and then I'll probably do bonus ones later. So eventually it all evens out. But that's that's something I kind of that's something that I've I've thought for a long time, and I didn't really think about it too hard. But I thought that if there's like the way I'm, I think of it in my head is there's like a, uh, a line graph kind of deal in, in the x-axis I think or the y-axis the, the vertical one is uh, that's like the level of happiness and your like your life picks a line whether it's at the bottom or at the top because you're born in a rich family whatever um, and then life is just you going up and down through that. Oh, the the x-axis or the horizontal one is time. So like you're you're gonna go. Sometimes you just stay by the line, and sometimes it's like really great part of your life, and then sometimes it dips way down. <sighs> I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but maybe I'll put up something, some kind of chart to describe it later but uh that's something I thought for a while and then uh some things happened in my life that I didn't think I thought there's no way that uh like something something that happened would be so low in someone's life that there was no way there's nothing that could bring it all the way back up to to even it out. So obviously there's some exceptions if <laughs> if um if you kill someone that's 
you're not you're never gonna it's never gonna balance out you're always gonna be like in the low part I mean I guess like in their life they'd be a high part because they would like killing people oh that's only for serial killers I guess but if you like if you manslaughter or something there's no maybe that's a bad example but if someone gets this is really hard to if someone like were to get raped there's no there's no way that you could get high enough for a long enough time to be to be to for it all to balance out so there are some exceptions obviously but for the most part you go through ups and downs like for example if you if you stand in line too long in the supermarket for some stupid reason then another time you go you're going to go through faster than you should have and there's like a medium there that that you don't that you hit eventually uh for the most part it's just something i've been thinking of lately This this podcast is Nolan Fox. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I guess you'll just hear all about it in the podcast. But uh, he has, um, well, he had an album out on iTunes, and it, it, you have to like renew it every year apparently, and he didn't care enough to do that. <laughs> uh, so it's just, um, I don't even know if you could get it anywhere now. But thankfully, I bought it and downloaded it. So I, I'll put, I'll put, um, I'll put one of his songs after the intro, and then uh, after the the conversation is concluded, uh, just as it tastes. And um, uh, I only have one more podcast lined up. So if I asked you to do the podcast, and I'm just waiting on you. Hit my line because I don't. I don't want to keep bothering you, but I still want you on. So it's a fine line. So if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends, even if I didn't ask you yet and you think you have something to say or you could be a good guest or whatever, I'd love to have you on. Um, I'll probably reach out to some more people, uh, even that aren't my friends, just to try to get more diverse things for you um oh one more thing the 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 conversation part of the podcast um there was like i i put the mic was so we recorded in uh uh nolan's office and (coughs) and so i was already like out of my element and i'm so much more comfortable at where like the the room that I podcast in my podcast room I call it so creative right and and so I was I I already felt at a like out of whack quote unquote but um I put the mic by like on by his desk and it was a weird setup I can't really explain it but it was right in front of a telephone and for some reason the telephone had some kind of 
beeping noise. Not beeping, but like <laughs> that kind of noise. And uh, it was it's pre pre consistent through the whole conversation. So uh, I'm sorry about that, but there's nothing I can do now. Um, and I guess that's about it. Here we go, Mono Talk with Norman Fox. Here we go. a soldier fighting over and over until it's dead my heart is
No, I like had no idea of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting emails from the uh, <coughs> lead nursing instructor. It was just like out of the blue. Saying like, oh yeah, hey, you need to do this. Make sure, yeah, you have this ready and this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh. So I guess that means. I'm back in. I was like, this is the first I've heard of it. She's like, oh, well, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> getting emails from Moody saying like oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like I shouldn't be getting these <laughs> that's um, annoying yeah. how much of this do you use do you edit these podcasts oh you're already recording yeah. how does this mic work like where does it pick up people at uh, it's all like around? all around it's an omnipresent yeah Oh, your computer's Hold on, your computer's here. Cool. I got it that specifically because it picked up sound on both ends. Huh. Oops, sorry. Neat. Neato, gang. <coughs> um, Alright. So. <coughs> oh, yeah, how do we do a podcast? You just go into I've it. never done a podcast ever. Yeah, it's just. You just so start this is talking. What we, this is what we do. Yeah. Where's this gonna go? Uh, well, I I got a domain name for a website, and I got a website technically, but I got it on a looks kind of crappy website like place, and hopefully I make it better, or I just change to a different, better website, and I'm just gonna <coughs> put all my everything, like my music, this, like all my Instagram and Twitter stuff on there. Um, ooh, some mood lighting. Yeah. Yeah, we're in, uh, Nolan's church right now. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's where that's going. The internet is the shorter answer. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, podcast is just like, well, mine is just more of just a conversation I just want to have with people that I love, and that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. So... So some context and background information how we know each other. My first memory of you was the first day at Pine Valley for me because we met there. Um, first day. Yeah, first first day for me. It was like first like ten minutes. I I went into registration at the CMB, and then I came down and you guys, you and some other people, I don't even remember, were playing spike ball. Do you remember that? Yes. And uh, and you were the first one to introduce yourself to me. And, uh, and like we shook hands or something <laughs> and you're like super energetic and I was like, Oh, these guys might be cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was, I was thinking back all my memories I have of you and like, there's a lot of, you made me feel really welcome the first week there, staff training, another, another interaction that we had. Um, I don't remember anything else after the. Spike ball thing. Oh, you were trying to explain spike ball, and I'd never heard of it before. Well, I'd never played it. Oh, really? So I was just like making it up. <laughs> like, oh. I was just being like, yeah, this is how we do it. And, yeah, woo-hoo, welcome to camp. <laughs> they just put me in charge of games. Oh. Like when I got there. You were in charge of that. I like, thought you were just. They're having fun. Yeah. They like stationed all the leaders at like different uh, spots. It was were, very... you, were you a leader back then? 
I thought you were just a counselor because that was two years ago. I was head maintenance. Yeah, I was one of the head really? maintenance. Really? No, I, you were a counselor when I was there. Oh, that's right. I'm no longer. Yeah. Maybe just because you're a veteran. Maybe. Yeah, I don't really know. So and then and then I think the second chronological memory I have of you is we were walking down. I think it was the start of free time, and we just came up from the cabins. We just changed or something, and I got my shower stuff, and we were walking down down the hill, and we kind of like were walking together, and then I was like, oh, I hope he says something because I don't know what to say because he's like the big man on campus kind of thing, and. Uh, and, but I was kind of like, at the same time, I don't want him to talk to me because I don't know what to say, because one of those deals. And and then you, I don't remember what happened, but eventually we talked, and then I was like, I don't know where to where to shower because it was one of my first days. And then you told me the pros and cons of those <laughs> showers. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> so, so we talked about that, and... I went to the CMB and I, I only showered in the other place a couple of times because it's just away from everyone and I like that better. But mm. but clearly the the better showers, t- taking away the location, the the better one is in the lodge. Would you agree? Now would you say they're better showers? Yeah. Oh, I've always thought that. Mm. But I just like the location of away from everything in the CMB. Right. Plus the other ones are kind of like gross and sticky. I think they're and both they're, gross. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all gross. You're right. <laughs> but the, the the pressure of the water and, and the, the temperature is horrible in the CMB. That's true. But so the only the only real perk is that no one can hear you when you're talking to people in there, which is what me and Sammy did all the time. Is that what you think? Really? Oops. Do people hear us? Oh yeah, dude. Where? Well, you can hear like the girls in their bathroom, and you can, if you're upstairs, you can definitely hear people. Clearly, or just like I, sounds? Yeah, d- I mean. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they didn't say anything. Oh, I said some dumb things, I'm sure. <laughs> Did they say anything to you about ever? One, well, no, but one time, uh, my cousin Seth and Micah, mm-hmm. that one concert, uh, we were all showering there when we were maintenance men, and we heard a bunch of girls come in. We thought they were going to their shower, but they weren't. They're going in the boys' they, bathroom. One of them. They were trying to make their showers faster because they thought the boys were somewhere else, but we had like snuck away from some activity. Oh. But they opened it, and one of us won't say who was not clothed. <laughs> opened the door, and. Uh, yeah, that girl never came back to work at camp. No. <laughs> was that her last day? I mean, like, that was... Oh, did I share her name? No. Oh, good, good. No, no, Good. Um, She'll know if she ever listens to this. Well, I could edit any of this out if you accidentally say something to... Uh, it's not, like, live. But... Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, so... it did Was that her last day? Like, once she saw... No, no, uh, no. Like, she just didn't come back the next year. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> It's worth the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the the last memory I have from that year, I think, um, we we got paired up kind of like voluntarily to go on the walk. And do you remember that? Yes. For the man night, like preparation during staff week. Staff. What is it called? Staff. Dress training. Yeah. And 
that was that was a great conversation. We were talking about things that we like. Our dads forced us to do sports or wanted us to, and then we did other things. Like you gave up wrestling to be in a play, right? Yeah, yeah. You, I remember you told me that, and then I. My dad wanted me to do football, and I didn't want to do that, so we had that in common. That was a really cool conversation. And you brought up you had a home studio, and that conversation eventually led into the recording. All the various passions, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's all I have. Back, like, we've, <clears throat> we have other stories, but that's the first inklings of our interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, those are the only beginning things I can recall, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. My memory's pretty bad. So. Yeah, I'm not very great either, but <clears throat> I'm glad I remembered those things. Right. Um, so I was going through some of your Twitter to get okay. the vibe of, of Nolan. And, um, oh, I, I wonder, because sometimes Dennis or Tommy Wade or Rick, whatever, will just like, like, 25 in a row, and I'll be like, sweet. Yeah, well... At least someone's reading them. Some, yeah, I know. It feels great. Um... I sometimes I don't see yours and then I do see one of yours and I'm like oh I haven't checked him in a while so I just cl- click on your profile and go, go through and like oh he's a good stuff <laughs> and I can't believe no one else likes him a lot it's <laughs> not an insult I'm just saying like I think they're good tweets and they really have other people interacting with I, them I love seeing the ones that do get um, like retweets or favorites because mm-hmm. then I'm like Hmm. That's weird that you know somebody would like that specifically. So why mm-hmm. are they liking that? Was it just chance? Like they saw it that day? Yeah. Or is that something that people my age are like dealing with presently? You know. I always think that too. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever looked? Go ahead. The most recent ones. This tweet about um, wanting to understand mm-hmm. the pain of other people but not being able to and um, knowing that Jesus is the one who does know and can fix those things so I found that weird a bunch of people favorited it so they must feel likewise I guess I don't know if you have you ever looked on Twitter on like a desktop yes just your tweets that are liked more are bigger did you notice that oh really yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I like that touch it's interesting I know there's like a pin feature now so mm-hmm. you can like put your best tweet up yeah, or whatever to best uh represent look you look at that notification <laughs> three <laughs> likes by Dennis <laughs> what do you know <laughs> and the one I just mentioned was liked by you yep yep <laughs> <coughs> So I have three that um, I want to talk about and go over. Tweets? Yeah, tweets okay. that you, I, br- I wrote them down. Uh, the way that you think is, <coughs> sorry, hold on. The way you think now is very likely the way you have always thought. Mm. You just have more information and memories to think about. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say how you were inspired to tweet that? And yeah, I don't, I wonder why. I, I was reading this a couple days ago. Um, I think it was an argument about mental health because that's like a present issue. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
homosexuality? Is it by nature? Is it by development? Or, I don't know, I might have been interacting with some kids and just early on you can see almost like what kind of personality or person they'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what changes though? Like, why do people like develop or not develop other qualities as they grow up? <clears throat> and so that was my answer that I think people are pretty much the same for most of their life. They just have more to like deal with and, yeah. you know, uh, because <clears throat> like the main issue with mental health is a lack of coping mechanisms, okay. learning those. Yeah. If you never get them early on, you are like very rarely going to have them later. So, yeah. We, we brought this up. It's kind of funny. You brought it up the last two podcasts. Uh, talking about are you born when you're born are you always going to be the person you're going to be or are you affected by the environment and the things that happen to you when you grow up right that's kind of what you were talking about right yes so what do you think um i don't know i'm finding out it's very hard to get out of my socioeconomic class what do you mean by get out so Because I'm middle class, uh, or at least I would say so, mm-hmm. when I look at the way the upper classes function, um, and I think about a corporation like Walmart running on this massive scale with like millions of employees and dollars and products that are incoming and outgoing, or even like the construction of like the Empire State Building. It just takes so much management and like understanding of that and being able to get like so many legal things through mm-hmm. having so much money and like talking and communicating to so many people I think um, the skill is learned almost as they're raised in an environment like that like they see how it's done they see their um, parent or um, grandparents dealing with those things so they like learn it for me, it's hard to conceptualize. Like, I get the idea, but to be able to do it is a lot more uh, scary to me. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, what if you change from what you were born into? But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> what What are some of the answers other people give? What What I think it is, they're born with some traits that that are passed down from your parents like some people think they're like addictive gene and people people have alcoholic grandparents and parents and and sometimes they become alcoholics or they get addicted to something else that's more less destructive and but it's, it's still in them to be addicted to something in them through throughout their lineage. And I think that is, you can't really do anything about that. You just need to make sure you get addicted or obsessed with the right things. Mm-hmm. And, but it also, if you, <coughs> if you grow up in a, mansion with maids and all that thing all those things you're gonna not be as 
you're there a bunch of things you're not going to be a bunch of things but you are also going to be a bunch of things like you're not going to be introspective because you think everything's about you and everyone gives you everything um but you might not be hard working or or you might be hard working it's just in your genes and there's so I, I think there's a little bit of both and there's no like one answer hmm. yeah it all seems to come down to like choices of um, I think I just saw a tweet that said be the person uh, that you needed when you were growing up oh that's Which cool is you know like be the dad that you felt you needed or mm. be the sports coach you felt you needed to achieve whatever goal or purpose you really cared about. I don't know how to turn these off, actually. I'm just going to press a button. I'm super scared. No. You can, we'll just... Yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay. That would be super weird. Yeah. I just laid it out. <laughs> I cut it out. Whoever it is. Probably now, if they ever listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I just totally... We just got a call. Uh, our lines are lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> it's past office hours, whoever it is. What the heck? Might be my pastor. Oh. That'd be kind of, Or somebody calling about, I'm going to miss my photo appointment. Oh, gosh. Or probably shouldn't have made fun of people. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter at all. Because yeah. they all know. No, nobody wants to come in for these photos. Oh, wait, crap. Oh, crap. Oops. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that either. That's okay. People develop. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it could go either way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because people probably felt like they had their intended purpose in the Bible until they met Jesus and then they'd get their name changed and their entire purpose in life was totally altered. Mm-hmm. Not, not really their personalities as much, but because um, those are harder to do. Just... Like, like habits are, um, or addictions are like habits that you can't let go of, basically. Or same thing with the way you act and talk. And mm-hmm. if you really want to change it, you will. But yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, okay. So the second tweet is. Rescuing a drowning man is worth dying for, but not worth solely living for. Yes. I really, really like this one. Do you want to explain this? Yes. Don't totally remember. <laughs> I, I know it was uh, in regards to how we weren't letting refugees in from Syria. Um, hmm. What did it say? Saving a drowning man is worth dying for, but not worth solely living for. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> like going out there with the intention of, oh man, well, dang it, this was some <laughs> book. This was a book. It was great timing because all this serious stuff was going on. Wow, what the heck? I think it was... Um, it was a C.S. Lewis. It was the business of heaven. It was like a daily thing. Mm-hmm. That's why I give you the stuff so you yeah. get the thing. <laughs> That's okay. That's why. Um, Let me think. Just give me a millisecond. And then you can like cut it or whatever. Yeah. 
done or not sold or anything. Would it help if you read it? It was about like a risk. It was about a boat that this story that I read was about a boat who would go out every day. This is the key mm, to it. He would go out every day looking for people who were shipwrecked to mm. save them every day. Um, and eventually the crew that did that got tired of it and so they quit mm-hmm. and then another crew would do it for a little bit then they'd quit and eventually they started with like 20 some ships that were doing this and then it diminished to like one mm-hmm. and the thing is the thrill of saving somebody's life wasn't like enough to keep them going because it wasn't happening yeah. enough and so they were living for something that like doesn't have a purpose all the time like it's different if somebody's in front of you then and they're about to die and you can save them versus always going and looking for somebody to die Mm -hmm. basically and give you the opportunity to save them which is kind of weird it's weird i think it i think it's more opportunity based saving someone's life than it is like being a superhero and trying to do it all the time yeah so like prep yourself to be ready for that but don't make it your life purpose hear that Clark Kent (laughs) yeah (laughs) unless you have some crazy ability then go for it (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm not sure if I fully understand that that quote right now that concept yeah the concept like, why wouldn't you live to save people's lives all the time yeah I think there's more to it that I could dig out of there but I can't I think there's more I should know mm-hmm. but I totally don't remember so it seems like you write tweets and then you just tweet them and you don't do you do remember drafts all the time? yeah but I always ask people if they do drafts or not you know how you could save a tweet for later if you ah no you don't do that no did you even know that was a thing? <laughs> no, I, I have a notebook I write stuff down in. Oh, okay. Um, to remember things. But I probably remember like 25% of all the information I take in. So, I mean, I've been reading like three books a year for the past three years that mm-hmm. are all pretty, I don't know, heavy intellectually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't retain all of it. <laughs> yeah. Like I've read like two books on marriage and two on love in regards to like Christianity and I think I probably can remember like little blurbs that like keep me steadfast <laughs> to the, the truth but I don't I wish I could I wish I could remember more yeah and I remember you said that you don't read a book twice not yet but you, you're not opposed to that idea because it seems like if you read it a couple of times you would get more out of it each time yeah and I've seen that sometimes I've, I've gone back and reread like a page and be like oh yeah a lot of the times when I get through a chapter I'll go back three pages to the end of the chapter before I start the next one mm. um, but I don't because once I start rereading a book then I remember everything oh. I'm like ugh <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not excited you by every new word yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting <clears throat> and then the last tweet is uh, why do we seek comfort 
I saved that on my phone because my one friend responded because we're an uncomfortable world. Mm. That's what he replied, and I was like, "Way to finish the tweet." <laughs> it was great. It's true. Everyone, everybody, I think, has some sort of discomfort, financial, mm. relationship, yeah. actual physical discomfort. Yeah. Um, and we all know we're living in like a ignorance of some large morality that yeah. we pretend like doesn't exist or we know exists but don't want to like serve it mm-hmm. so we all feel that pressure of either guilt or conviction or shame of some to some level because if we didn't we'd just be doing whatever we wanted and yeah we would be we would technically be comfortable like we'd be fine and content with everything but that yeah. doesn't exist so there's got to be some kind of problem right right but i like that mm-hmm. it's a sweet tweet mm-hmm. all right so being labeled a funny guy mm-hmm. uh do would you say that you're labeled that yeah yesterday some guy was like man you're just you're funny <laughs> so you're a cool dude. And he said that just because I, I picked him up from the airport for a friend, him and some other people. And on our way back, I stopped in a parking lot and did a couple donuts and we kept going. <laughs> he was super nervous, but it was funny to me. And that's why you thought you were funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Whatever. What do you do? You do you like being called funny, or do you kind of like uh, more than that? It depends on who it is if it's a girl I really really want to know she's just like you're so funny yeah all the time yeah but uh <laughs> I think <laughs> I liked your imitation of a girl I like uh I like meeting new people so if they're momentary friendships to be funny um it's good for me yeah you know um what's his face the guy oh. with his green mask no he does the animal Ace Ventura what's oh. his name Everyone's going to hate me for not knowing who he is. Why am I not thinking of it? Jimmy. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was embarrassing. He has a quote where he says that um, he does comedy not because he's weird or because he's the funny guy. He has some of that. But he says he does it because he wants to make people happy mm-hmm. and to get them out of whatever is stressing them out whatever's making them uncomfortable yeah. at that time so mm. I do it because sometimes I'm uncomfortable yes so I'll just be funny because then everybody's fine and yeah. then I can just say dumb things and you know not have to worry about if there's a pimple on my face or <laughs> yeah I agree with that I, I really like I thought about this but I never verbalized it like momentary Friendships are good for being funny just to get through whatever's happening <laughs> and you're really quick on your feet and that's that's really good for making friends and like quickly but hopefully they they don't just stick you as oh he makes me laugh really quick when I need him to and more than that when I was first trying to be funny it was in like 7th or 8th grade and I was doing it because I wanted to be popular mm-hmm. so but at that time I was cursing and making terribly crude jokes 
and saying things that people wouldn't say, which I still like to do, yeah. but I don't, I don't want to do anything that like makes somebody uncomfortable or say something very racist or just like, I mean, that's a lot of comedy now. It's yeah. just like, um, a lot of what comedy is are things that are funny because they're true, like mm -hmm. making fun of somebody <clears throat> else, but I'd prefer not to like play on people's insecurities anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You can be funny and true without hurting other people's feelings. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That you were you wanted to be popular so you thought you're in do you think you use it as a defense mechanism? Being times? funny? Yeah. Yeah, because somebody says something to me that's actually hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um I can just be witty and play it off like yeah. I don't care like I'm hilarious and then cry later in the room yeah <laughs> in your room yeah that's yeah I, I do that too I think I think it could be defense from other people or like defense of awkwardness when you first meet someone if you're funny then it like simmers it down like oh okay I'm more calm just defending the calm or defending the awkwardness my humor is only really situational what do you mean by or that? Or if I have a sidekick. I'm most funny when I'm with somebody who I'm close to. And we can both interact. Yeah. Or, yeah, each other. or if there's some sort of situation, like if you're just in Walmart watching a bunch of things happening, it's easy to be funny. Yeah. Where there's lots of uh, things going on. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something that happened to me... I don't I'd rather people when people say why they like me if funny is included I usually dismiss it because I don't know I'd, I'd rather be known for for being caring or something like that other than being funny and I, I told <clears throat> someone that I almost wish that I wasn't funny and they asked why and I responded this is through text, so I responded um, because label people people put a, you in a box labeled funny guy and staple it shut so fast when people think you're funny they will not see you anything more than that guy that makes me laugh and then people tell your your jokes instead or people like your jokes instead of who you re really are and that's how you get fake friends. <clears throat> I've been trying so hard for people to not see me as the funny guy. I haven't tweeted a, a joke on my Twitter since January, um, blah, 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 and uh, people think I'm just a funny guy and then I'm more than that, and unfortunately that person that I, I texted that to didn't seem to get it, but it felt good to say out loud, <laughs> um, so that's, that's my reason for not being like this funny on me. I remember that. I remember feeling that way when I would just want somebody to really take me serious and, you know, hear my real thoughts. Yeah. Um, and they almost couldn't. You know, like they were just mm -hmm. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and then thinking nobody's really my friend. But I don't, I don't talk about it in a while. I don't know why. I, could, I 
don't know. I think I think humor is part of who you are. The thing I like about being funny, but also having a a deeper side or a smarter side or more to your personality is like when you're funny a lot and then something serious does happen and you can flip to um, having the ability of something else Mm -hmm. you surprise people yeah a lot of the times a lot of the time that surprise people seem to like too Mm -hmm. when they find out there's more to you than what they thought the whole time yeah Sometimes it's hard for them to see that though too. But you don't want to just be one or the other. It's nice to be yeah. every all things. I just don't so. want to be overbearing or be funny that people. Mm. But you meet those people who like make jokes and do this stuff purposefully because they are still trying to get attention because yeah. of their humor, and um, because they have nothing else of depth, yeah. or they have something that they really are hurting mm-hmm. with. And so it's like they're just covering it all up with that humor. But, uh, and you'll never get past the funny with them. So, and they're not even that funny. (laughs) Like, they're, because they're being funny for other reasons, they're not funny. So, (laughs) you could, you could like smell the desperation. Yes. Like, like me, like me. Yes. Through being funny. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've done that for a long time, but I've not recently. Mm. Yeah. It's, Looking, looking back, or not looking back, but looking at people, I could tell people do that because I was like, oh, that was me like a couple years ago. Oh, no. And it really bums me out that other people do that. And it's just like, dude, like, <laughs> grow up. But then I was there too. It's, I'm not looking down on them really. It's just I want them to to grow out of it because it's an uncomfortable place to be right. uncomfortable right um exactly yeah so the next thing what is the need for humor what is the need for humor what is the need for anything yeah <laughs> that's pretty bleak but it's that's true I, I think that's a good question to ask hmm what is the need for humor do you think we should have, um, like, evolved out of it? In yeah, so in a culture that careful with that thing, okay. but in a culture that is seeking to be um, idealistic or utopianism, mm-hmm. like whatever that is, like they're trying to become a utopia, humor seems to be obsolete like it it would be unnecessary for advancement but the thing is we are dealing with emotions and uncomfortability and stressors Mm -hmm. that require some sort of release Um, yeah like there's no way that we just couldn't um, we could I guess we could be that way without any humor and be satisfied. I just I really don't think that would would uh fit and work in at least the society we have now. So yeah. But what is the need? Yeah, probably that. Mm-hmm. Just be released. Yeah. 
I'd I'd like to know when when the first person to say like a joke was or <laughs> the the first time someone laughed like I don't know. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like a caveman like making fun of the the mammoth that they just killed like oh he, do, do you see how he fell <laughs> like, like tell his buddies like oh that's hilarious uh, yeah. <laughs> right right I, don't know, I just that interests me for some reason no no that's that's legitimate that's like um how did we start even talking like yeah <laughs> you know like how did we start a first language there had to be somebody who was you know, the head of a society and was like we will call that this and well, I like your idea we'll call that this and mm-hmm. we'll just we'll do that yeah. but it would take millions of years yeah. to, to come up with any set language so yeah. so humor is a form of communication because we're agreeing right that we think something is funny I don't know in term in terms of evolution, that's a lot of time for us to be where we are, which is kind of freaky. Yeah. But yeah. Question. So we kind of already went over attention grabbing personalities and using yeah. attention. <clears throat> this is a Pine Valley kind of question. Yeah. I like to. I don't do segues usually because. I don't really feel the need, and I want to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, and do you have any scars? And how did you get yeah, them? Yeah, and how did yeah. you get them? Okay. Yes, I have scars. How did you get them? Um, I have a scar on my neck right here. Okay. I think it's still there. Yeah. That was from a upper right rib resection because I had a, a blood clot in my right arm. Oh, arm. that's right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um. But I have this scar on my right knee from being bit by a brown recluse. Oh. And then my... Is that from Pine Valley? Yes. Yeah. And then my whole leg swelled up. And I was yeah. squishing out this green pus the whole time I had it. And I was ripping open that wound. And, but I, when I was younger, picked a lot of mosquito bites. So I have lots of scars uh, on my legs from that. Yeah. I just like picking the habit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any other super significant scars. Didn't Allison poke you in the eye or something? Yeah, I guess maybe, but it's possible I have a scar. I don't know. I, I was just thinking of things, ways you got hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I've been hurt a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. I probably have some kind of scar on my elbow or my foot from wrecking a motorcycle. My thumbnail, my right big toenail are messed up from getting ripped off uh, those are technically scars I'd say yeah I don't know I have this little tiny scar somewhere on my forehead it's almost not visible anymore yeah. from waking up one morning and smashing my head off my dresser it's cause you're mad no I <laughs> I, I, don't, I was just out of it and then uh, I fell back to sleep and I woke up a little bit later yeah. and there was red stuff all over me and I was like what and uh I went up to my parents and was like, do I have blood on my face? <laughs> How old are and they, you? Uh, probably like 13. And they were like, yeah. I was like, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> the guy was just so out of it. 
Okay. Are you afraid of dying? Um sometimes. Yeah, no, not all the time. No. Um Yeah, I don't think I'm afraid of dying generally. Mm-hmm. At least I make that statement. But I've I've been in a lot of near death experiences, so um I've tasted it, I think. I've been super close. And um Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think fear is what I felt when I was that close to it. I wouldn't want to go back to those situations again. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think you felt when you thought this could be the end, maybe? I'm finding like uh some people I can't understand or people who have a fear of heights mm-hmm. or anxiety about anything, being in a car that's moving too quick or anything like that. Um, but I, at some point, must have made the choice to enjoy that feeling, that fear. Mm. So I forced myself to cope with it in a way that made me enjoy it. Um, so like skydiving, high risk situations that's not really a high risk one but it looks like it Mm -hmm. I choose to enjoy now so high adrenaline there's everyone has that fight or flight and people who have anxiety will pass out or have panic attacks because they're they're fleeing emotionally or mentally and it could be anything but I choose most of the time to fight I am a fighter because I've been in lots of fist fights and (laughs) I just know I have that drive, like that anger, and mm-hmm. that's just something I have. I've, I've changed a little bit. I'm not as aggressive or like go getty now, like risky, mm-hmm. just because I think my prefrontal cortex is developing and I'm starting to see like, that's not a good choice. <laughs> and when a teenager says something like, we should do this, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but I have, but the more you experience, the more you know you can and can't do mm-hmm. people be like don't climb that ladder too fast and I'm like I've climbed like a hundred ladders <laughs> like I know how to do it now yeah so yeah that's that's a really cool approach to enjoy the moment instead of being afraid of it yeah got, you have I feel like you have to do it a lot to, to master that do you know what I mean to enjoy the close fear of death yeah have you ever seen the movie The Walk the dude who makes oh, the fire between it, the twin towers. But it was out of theaters by the time I got to the. That guy learned to face that. Yeah. He was up there for 45 minutes on the wire. Really? 45 minutes. I didn't minutes. know that long. Windy, New York. I mean, I don't know how a person does that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I didn't do it enough, like climbing a ladder. But. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's crazy. I wonder how many times a person, I'm sure uh, obviously it's different for everyone, but how many times a person can realize that this is the, this could be the end. A lot of times I feel like it's more like, like shot, boom, gone, or when you're older, you, you feel like you're always in it, I guess. But when you're young and then you don't think about death and all of a sudden 
you're in a near death situation, you don't usually realize it until after it happens. You're like, oh, that was, that could have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because of being in all those things, now I. You're saying like, boom, it just happens. Realize I, when I think about them, a lot of the times things slow down, mm-hmm. and. Um, your reaction time just speeds up. Yeah. And then, um, but I can imagine now the feeling of like being in a car that's flipping or having to deal with somebody who's knocked out and, and like bleeding. Um, so now a lot, when I'm in a car with a bunch of people or I'm, um, you know, like riding my motorcycle. I can think of situations that relate to the other ones I've had mm-hmm. and how I'm going to either prevent them or what I'm going to do when they happen. Yeah. So that idea of somebody coming out with a gun and shooting you, I'm like, I have like three different ways I'm going to elude that. Really? Like deal with that or no. And so it'll just come down to a choice in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of like not knowing what to do. <laughs> a lot of people don't even think I haven't thought about that I'd, I probably would just accept it unless unless they did they like any last words or something like that maybe but if they just like decide right then I have more of an issue with other people being killed than me being killed okay <laughs> I th- yeah I would, I'd like to think I would think that mm. in the moment, but I could also just flee. I feel like that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I tell myself, "Oh, I would help, obviously," mm-hmm. but I don't. Truly, I don't think I would, and I wouldn't know until that happened to me. But I don't think I could. I'm not mentally prepared (laughs) I think it comes down to would you rather deal with the shame Mm. and the guilt of fleeing or the pain or death that could occur by staying Yeah. so make your choice (laughs) 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 yeah wow I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even think about the, the 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 pain afterward after living if I fleed hopefully at least I would take someone with me like, do you know what I mean yes like here this is the way out come on I don't know it all, all depends on the situation obviously and that's a good thing to think about in the future to prepare for mentally in case that happens hopefully <laughs> it doesn't but wow that was interesting you said you got in a lot of fights. You yeah. want to talk about any fun ones? Um, I was pretty young for most of them. But this one time, I was playing airsoft with a bunch of kids my age. This one round was over. I won. And this kid, I took my goggles off. He shot me because he was mad. And he hit me right under the eye. So I was, I mean, we were already mad because they were like, you didn't win or whatever. But mm-hmm. I got it. Anyways. <laughs> So he did that as like a ven- vengeful kind of thing, and yeah. I responded by running at him and picking him up and then slamming him into this wooden crate. <laughs> and then um, 
this was like the second fight I had ever been in. But I didn't want to punch him in the face because the last kid I fought, I punched in the face and I cut his eyes up all around. Uh-huh. So I, <laughs> I started punching him in the gut, mm-hmm. which I found out is actually a lot more um, damaging. Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> they will be immobilized if you get the air out of them yeah. and you like get them to that puking state. Well, that's how you win. <laughs> yeah, and you do win, especially if you can keep them from getting their arms up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're on them, it's just like, I don't know. But I watch those fights now where people just like one hit to the side of the head and people go down. I'm like, I've never had that happen, but I don't think I've ever been hit hard enough. I wouldn't want to fight now because like, look at you. Like, there's no way if you swing at me, just the sheer weight of your arm and size of your bone, <laughs> it's going to like kill me. So, I, yeah. <laughs> It was easier to fight when I was 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good choice once you're a man, a grown man. Unless you're trained, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if you know how to do it and not really hurt someone or kill someone. <laughs> yeah. But like, what percentage of people do you know that are like, yes, yeah, so I'll have a controlled, accurate punch <laughs> that I'll put right into the, no. the left jawbone. Yeah. And, you know, like splinter them for a second. What is it in the jaw that makes people pass out? Is it just... I don't think it's the jaw. I could... Well, I've seen people get, like... Here. Yeah. Fight or flight. They just... It's the same... It's the same thing. Their body's natural Mm -hmm. mechanism is fight or flight. Because if you watch fighters in a boxing ring that get slammed, like, a bunch in in UFC, some of those dudes will just keep getting up. Yeah. Because their body's just built that way. Mm -hmm. Whatever. They were born that way or... So they were born that way, you think? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. On <laughs> uh, a lighter note, we're going to skip down to um, what's your songwriting process? Um, I don't know. I haven't written a song in a long time. I've written half songs. <laughs> How do you start them? Um... That's always different. I will sometimes have music that has no words, and I'll get words like months later. Um, or I'll just have some words that get some music mm-hmm. a long time later. Um, but all of it, at least so far, has been because of circumstance or what life brings or what things I'm learning about or who I'm loving. And then, uh, they just come out so yeah so you don't do you ever sit down and like oh I gotta like here's my concept and here's my rhyme scheme mm-hmm. and here's my chord progression and yeah. my melody and, uh I've tried to force songs mm-hmm. um and sometimes I'll force songs for creative purpose because the more songs you write, the more chances you have to do one well. Yeah. So, like, songwriters will write, like, a hundred in two months and maybe mm-hmm. get two that are good. Yeah. But because they keep doing it, they start to figure out what sucks. Yeah. And so then they get really good at writing songs. Do you have a, a certain way you have to write? Do you have to do pen to paper? Do you type it? or? I prefer pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll record melodies or things on my phone. 
because I don't write a lot of the piano music down. I just write the chords. So I need a reminder of what I was playing. Sometimes I'll do like different things on the piano. Mm -hmm. I don't care to like scribe it in the class or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so do you, I brought this up with Sammy and I really like this question. Is it cheating to use drugs to be creative? Nope. No? I was going to say yes. I had complete intentions on saying yes. <laughs> but I don't think so. Why do you think that? How could it be cheating? They're available. Yeah. So. But some people either can't do that for... I don't know what reasons moral reasons or physical like I can't take that or I die or... but you're claiming that doing drugs always reaps benefit I'm not in, claiming in that that's, that's in what the I'm creativity. I don't think it always does no I, I, I agree with that especially depending on what drug maybe I feel like cocaine probably it's just like you just want to do everything, but you don't have enough focus to. You're basically just asking if marijuana. I mean, and that's like the maybe the only drug I think of people using to do things. Acid, acid, like okay, it okay, mind LSD, and, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's cheating, necessarily. I don't. I guess I don't think it. Either. Define cheating. I mean, what's the dictionary? I'm not sure what the dictionary is, but... I'm going to look it up while you tell me what you think right. it is. My analogy is um, the people that use drugs to be creative, they're, they're quad A, and people who don't are triple A in regards to uh, high school football because they have more things at their disposal to be creative with we people at triple a only have i don't have one last thing which is drugs to be creative and people in quad a have the drugs and everything else that triple a has does that make sense yes the dictionary definition of cheating is to defraud or swindle to deceive or influence by fraud or to violate rules somebody who's just dishonest so I would say it's cheating if you're using drugs then claiming not to have oh okay yeah yeah it's cheating if you're just saying I did this with my own human personality mm -hmm. and abilities because drugs either enhance or remove some of your qualities or make yeah. you clear or unclear so but if that'd be funny to see on like an iTunes track like uh, who, I, who do I want to throw under the bus? <laughs> like Jay Z, okay. track title, glass bottles, and then in parentheses, under the influence, and then like other tracks, you know, like they label things oh, that are like explicit. Yeah, but it would be like drug use. That would be awesome. To create this. I want to start that. <laughs> and we'd start to like find out what people I think that I think that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I like it a lot. 
here's another good idea I should pitch now because who knows who will hear this. <laughs> yeah. I, I want everyone to consider this. I think for the voting for the president of the United States or any candidate mm-hmm. really, there should be a yes ballot, but there should also be three no ballots. What do you mean? So you can vote who you want in, but say you don't want anybody in, then you can pick three people you really do not want to be mm-hmm. in. So then when they're weighing all of it, oh. it comes out to this answer that is actually more accurate. Mm-hmm. Because if you can like put a no vote in that counters somebody's yes, eventually we'll get down to the person who has more yeses than anyone else. Right. I like that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's and it would lower the vote count, so there wouldn't be as much. Yeah, because like, it would, it would, they would negate each other the yeses and the nos, and then whoever outweighed, whichever one mm-hmm. outweighed, right? Yeah, is yeah. That, is that what yeah. you mean? And if you didn't vote yes for anyone, at least you could put some nos. Yeah, and be like, I'm fine with those people being in, but please not them. Yeah. like anybody but them. Yeah, and yeah, so. That's, they could consider that the United States government. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> that would be that's a great idea. I don't know how that would work with the electoral college and all that stuff. I guess it would be the same. There would, there would. Well, either way, we would come up with a statistical result that would have maybe some people would have really like super negative votes. Yeah, and they would know really shouldn't vote for them mm-hmm. um, and but maybe there'd be a couple people with more than we expected like maybe there's someone that nobody doesn't not want in yeah but a large group of people do want in mm-hmm. like that candidate makes sense mm-hmm. you know because yeah. very likely like with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton there's such large spectrums yes. like all these people want him all these people don't want him mm-hmm. So it would be like taken down to like two yes votes. <laughs> but then there's somebody that 700 people do want and nobody's against. Yeah. I would take them in a, in a yeah. second because it makes sense. I, I really like that idea. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense than only this person. Yes. So is it a yes, no for everyone or is it a yes or no for... Let's say you only get... Two yes votes and two no votes. How okay. About that? Out of four people, or what do you mean? Out of everyone. Oh, okay. So then there would be some that just don't get votes. Yeah. Okay. Still. That's a really good idea. Someone should definitely make that happen <laughs> somehow. I have a my neighbor is a, uh, a, he's, I think he's, he's a judge or something. So maybe we could talk to him and then he'll find some Just people. Just go ask him what he thinks about it because I don't have any political education. Mm-hmm. I, it seems weird to me that they wouldn't. Like you would think that nothing I can think of hasn't already been thought of. Yeah. I don't know. I would like you to you to pitch it because I feel like you <laughs> you pitch it better than I. But Just play him the thing. Oh, yeah, I could. Yes. <laughs> hey, sometimes this guy's in my podcast. <laughs> Check out my podcast, Judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next question 
Would you want to be a Vanilla Ice type artist where you are famous for only one song, but everyone knows you, but you virtually get no money for it because you either got sued or stealing or whatever happened to him? Or would you rather be little known on a local hero, but a little bit more money? You think local heroes have more money? Than someone who got sued for all they had. Because Why would they get sued? Well, Vanilla Ice, I think what happened to him, he he stole the beat for Ice Ice Baby, whatever. And so he got sued, and so all the money he got from that. But everyone knows that song. But everyone knows that song. So would you sell your, your money to be famous, kind of, I guess, is the question? I don't think I would steal a track. But if I could get a song out there and get no money for it, yes. but everyone knows it, definitely yeah. I'd do that. Rather not, than not for the popularity aspect, though. Anymore. Just because it would have a good message. Yeah. I plan on writing a song with a good message. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to be like a, a Pittsburgh famous person with more money mm. than a person yeah. with more famous? Yeah. I, I, think, I think I agree. I think you would get money just from being... I think that knowing people knowing you gets you further than money does. Yeah, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I like yeah. that quote. Yeah. So, I I agree with that. It's not like you get no money for putting out a song that everyone knows, and like you get the if it's like so poppy and pop culturey, you could be on like SNL or something. Exactly. Yeah. Or and perform like. Everywhere, yeah, all over the world, yeah, and that'll bring you to other things to make you more money and famous. And I think those people generally become producers and stuff because they've tasted the world renowned glory, and so they know what is high quality and whatever, yeah, and they can be like, Oh, no, not this person, not that for these uh -huh. record labels. I can think, yeah. Um, so is it weird for someone to be different from their songs? For example, Josh Groban, who's a great singer, but he doesn't, he, he does really serious, sadder, slower songs, but he's super funny in person. Right. Like when you're just talking to him. Is that weird, do you think? Um, no. Mm. You don't think it's weird? No. I feel that way. You feel that your music doesn't represent your my personality yeah a lot of the time I'm writing for other people oh, okay or perspectives of someone else uh -huh. like in the song where I'm questioning the existence of God that's not me at all yeah that's why I get mad when somebody will make some ignorant statement about how this song is whatever this person like doesn't understand that concept yeah. or whatever um, or like with the song Wrecking Ball people like pre suppose that it's about a boy but I've heard people say Wrecking Ball could be about a dad I've heard that you know? too yeah so I think we both heard it from the same person oh maybe probably I don't remember who I heard that from but yeah. um, that's why I love Rap Genius so much because they explain yeah, they explain everything, and they don't just do rap songs. That's why. Right. But <clears throat> I th I think it's weird because 
if I heard a song from Josh Groban, I was like, eh, I don't know if Josh Groban's a good example. If I heard uh, he's really upbeat, like Macklemore, and then like if I heard Thrift Shop, and then he was like really sad or something. Or like Rob Williams was super funny, but he killed himself. Yeah. Well, now they're saying he had mental issues. Did you hear that? Yeah, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to stick to music, but... I don't know. I I feel like I'll be like, "Uh, I don't know if I know this. I don't feel like I know this person if if they're they're different from their music. Mm. Because when I... When I like someone, I like everything about them, usually. Like, my favorite artists. And, like, oh, I could tell that's... Even if I... Even if someone read that lyric, I'd be like, oh, that was that's from blah, 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 because I know him through his social media or whatever. And that, that sounds very like him, or... Right. It would... It, I don't know if it would lessen the music experience, but it would just be off-putting, not understanding, really. A lot of music is written with a culture in mind to make them like it, or it's not even written by the artist anymore. I know, I don't so, like that. They're just faces. Yeah. You could say. Yeah. That's why I like hip-hop, because it's, it's mostly... Usually, they're not writing as someone else and if they do it's it's usually obvious and it's all from weird experiences or it's really them that's that's why I like it I think so yeah and, and pop music's more whatever sounds good and it was written by like four 40 year olds who know what pop should sound like we have to go What was one thing you learned last year? Because I overheard you say it at the reunion, but... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about this? What did I said? Um, Don't be in a room with a girl too long and, and not kiss them or something like that. I was not. I was joking. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was saying sarcastic things because a lot of the times I'll just say whatever's on everyone's mind. Oh, you okay. Know, like, I'm just talking and saying stuff that I know you're thinking about. Or at least I think you're thinking about uh, it. And I'm, I think I'm pretty right most of the time. But, uh, set, who were you saying that for? Doesn't matter. <laughs> set boundaries is something I learned. Set boundaries. Okay. That'd be the legitimate statement. And hold to them. Have discipline, set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Trust in God. Do what you want, do what you love. Okay, so setting boundaries is one thing you learned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you look at other girls as they walk by when you have a girlfriend? What do you mean, look at them? Just like, like, oh, that girl's so pretty, I'm going to stare at her for another second. Just you cause... mean lust over them? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to Sh- put it. Should you lust at all? No, but do you? <laughs> oh, you mean, do I actually do it? Yeah. I, yeah, I think I 
done that. I, yeah. I I don't have I haven't had a girlfriend in three years, so yeah, that's hard for me to answer. Okay, I'd like to think if I had a girlfriend or any. I'm trying to not lust and look at women in that way at all. I'm mm. there's three statements I'm trying to make repetitive in my life. I've committed to a life of purity. I've made a covenant with my eyes to not look upon things that I don't have ownership of. And um, yeah, what's the, what's what's the last thing? <clears throat> Oh, and so, and this this idea of taking your eyes off of things that lead to other stuff. So, like, don't be in situations, don't be uh, watching the TV or any movie that has content that will lead to other things. Yeah. And that can apply to so many things, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's something that I'm pursuing because I really want that. Yeah. That's like, that's like the failure of present society we see and we want and we'll do whatever it takes doesn't matter if I'm sinning or cheating or lying you know so and we're just so like lustful and sex driven Mm -hmm. that's another thing I don't want to grow up or raise a kid or love in that way anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, messed up enough to learn that (laughs) I've, I've tried to do the the at least lessen the lust. I I don't follow girls on Instagram just because they're hot. I have before, and I realized that I look at them. I look at their profile, and it's just like them and their friends and bikinis and whatever. And I'm like, why why am I following them? I don't even. I knew them like for a day, and then so. I, I, well, we like create this imagination. Like if we did get to meet them or see yeah. them. You know, and that's when we start to take ownership of what's not ours. And all, I don't know. There's a the book. I, this book I just read, "Every Young Man's Battle," um, has this idea of imagine that your sex drive is this sumo wrestler, <laughs> and uh, he will keep beating you and pushing you out of the ring. Mm-hmm. The more you feed him. So I deleted my Instagram because I don't think. I use it for any other purpose than to look at maybe girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some friends on there, but I can just catch up with them. I don't need to see yeah. what they're, what's going on. Because that would, <laughs> I guess I could just go through and unfollow everything, but people put up stuff yeah. that you can, you know, take and use for whatever. Yeah. Social media as a whole is very distracting. Very, and yeah. Mind altering and really distorts your clarity and focus. Mm-hmm. But. I love that sumo wrestler idea. That starve it, starve it. <laughs> yeah. Then you, know, then you can beat it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I like that. I didn't make that connection until you said it. Deprive um, it. Yeah. So you want to plug anything like your Twitter handle or? Uh, plug anything. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> Any books you read that you like? Ooh, that's a good idea. Well, I just did plug that one. Yeah. Burn anymore? Um, no, not right now. How about um, your your album? I'm not entirely proud of that work. <laughs> I mean, you're... if you want to look me up on the YouTube yeah. or anywhere, just search Nolan Fox music yeah. and 
you can find my album on Spotify or iTunes. What's it um, called? Google Play. It's called Needing Love. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that you don't want to plug your Twitter hand? Twitter. Twiddle. Twiddle. <laughs> I think it's just twitter.com slash Fox Nolan. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's lots of good tweets there. Yeah, there are. So go check those out. But hey, come to my church sometime. Crossway Church. It's in Valencia. Yeah. I lead worship every once, maybe like twice or three times a month. So mm-hmm. you might not catch me. <laughs> But it's not about me, so <laughs> that's true. That's a little funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we we have to go. Are you going? Who's I'm staying, staying here because okay. I have to. Sh- I was gonna go. Should drink separately. So technically, we're using you to take care of me. Okay. Because we only use one car. One car. So Correct. worked out pretty well. Um. <laughs> uh, then I have to go, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. And I'll see you sometime soon, I guess. Yeah, probably. Alright. I hope this made you think. It's true that 
true 